styling to stay or sell with Peony and Silk. Curate a space that will whisper, welcome home. As they walk through the door, peonyandsilk.com.au. Hi everyone, thanks for joining us at the Styling to Stay or Sell podcast. I'm Jackie, I'm the Creative Director of Peony and Silk Property Styling. I'm here with Grace. How are you going, Grace? I'm great. How are you? I'm <laughs> well, thank you. You're being stylish this week? Not at all. I didn't even make my bed this morning. <gasps> Neither did I. Okay, so today's podcast is about why you should style to stay or interior styling, interior design, why you should look into it. What's the difference between interior designer and interior stylist? Property stylist. Yes, stylist, basically, you can go off what you know, what you've seen, yeah. very easy to pick up. Well, it's quite an innate skill, isn't it? People either have it or they don't, yeah, but you exactly. don't need any yeah. qualifications to call yourself an interior stylist, yeah. do you? Which is different to an interior designer. The interior design qualification really involved a lot of what if I want to move a wall? Yes. And how do I use Photoshop and AutoCAD and all yeah. that nitty gritty that you don't really see too yeah. often. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's really important as interior stylists that we don't telling people knock that wall down it's really superficial yeah. interior styling yeah so it's your styling it's the dependent yeah. on the house that's already there yeah so you're not um using what's there to kind of and then yeah. what we do is kind of enhance the space exactly with different layers textures colors decorations yeah, yeah that's right. bits and pieces the focus for an interior stylist and interior designer are often the same thing you've Very got a so. client who whose likes needs how they live in the property yeah. is paramount yeah whereas with a property stylist you're styling a property that's going to be for sale doesn't who, matter what the, what the owner likes is of <laughs> little or yeah. no influence it's about what yeah. the target it's market kind of, of really that property what i think the market needs and what i feel like that day yeah exactly <laughs> whereas when i have a client the project might take three weeks just for the concept to be developed because it's a lot of back and forth with what I think will suit and also what the client really wants at the end of the day and me meeting their needs and expectations basically. Yeah I suppose there is a lot of expectation management involved in interior design. with you know all the tv shows on the market at the moment everybody thinks that they know what they're talking about which a lot of the case they do and as I always say one of my main roles in my job is to basically confirm their choices. Yeah. They just a lot of people love to have the support, which yeah. is what I come in and do majority yeah. of the time. Which, which is totally understandable because especially if they're making a really big outlay like bathroom tiles yes. or or painting or the any kitchen. of that sort of stuff. Yeah. The finishes that, that can't be changed easily. Yes, that's because where everybody likes a bit of input. Yeah, because and if if they if they go with their initial gut thought, which is often the same thing that you would yeah. agree with. Yep, that's yeah. right. But it doesn't work. How much money have they wasted? Exactly. My family just did a bathroom reno and we picked four tiles that we thought was going to look nice. But in reality, they were really hard to lay and now they don't look that great. So really, yeah. unfortunately, don't tell my mum this, but I made the wrong decision. <laughs> well, did you make the wrong decision with the tiles or did you make oh, the wrong I decision think, with the tiler? I think the tiler, <laughs> but let's not tell him that either. That's also a consideration. So if, if a yeah. client has got a particular budget for tiling. What's going to be you easy know, to you, cut and lay? Yeah, you want to be recommending a tile that's not going to take yeah, a lot format. longer time for the tiler to do. Yeah. Because if, if they've got a, a tight budget, you want stuff that's not complicated. You don't want to be cutting edges, uh, yeah. you know, really difficult cuts or anything like that. You want something really simple, yeah, like well, a subway tile. Yeah, because I think <laughs> our bathroom was it's 30 
meters squared. Yes. And it took 120 tiling hours. Wow. So that was <gasps> <gasps> it just shows you how long like projects yeah. can take. And that's yeah. the other expectation that differs between styling and design. Yes. Is that styling can I can come in and do it in a day, but interior design can take up to a month at least. Yeah, Especially yeah. if you're doing those large areas like your kitchen and yep. your bathroom. There's so many elements that go yeah. into things. Yeah. And a lot of the time that's where you need professional to come in to tell you all those other bits that you don't think about. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes people just think tiles the bath the vanity what's the best heat solution for my bathroom because yeah. the, your ceilings might be too high for a for the heat lamps to work so maybe underfloor heating might be the best might be option the best. And, and people sometimes don't think about council restrictions or regulations can that shower be near the door has yeah. it uh, what about I, the window my, yeah. where can i put the bath where Where's can my I powerpoints put? going exactly yeah. exactly and these are all these are all things that if you make the wrong choice at the beginning it's going to cost really you cost one. you so it's a really good idea to maybe even yeah. just have that discussion well, with someone. Yeah. As a stylist, I can recommend you can recommend furniture for people. As an interior designer, you can do color consults, so yes. you can recommend paint um, that's and a, yeah. fi- finishes for indoors and outdoors, yeah. external indoor and paint colors aspects and like. Everybody goes and is like, I'm just going to paint it white. But How many colours of white are there? <laughs> and picking the wrong <laughs> – you know when you picked the wrong white. Yep. Yeah. We had a client recently. She was in – Total panic. Total panic. She had six or seven different whites had all over the wall. Had to pick that afternoon. Had to be that afternoon because they were going to match the colour onto something on a bench top. Yep. And I came in and pointed to the colour <laughs> and that was it. Job done. Yeah, it was pretty quick. It was so she already quick. had a good idea but yeah. it was just about in this room – you don't have a lot of natural light, so we yes. need to pick something a bit warmer so it doesn't yes. look so cold. Yeah, which exactly. Which is a big, big thing that, again, a lot of people don't really yeah. think about. The checklist won't get them over the line. The emotional connection will. Create it with peonyandsilk.com.au. And I think that's where people make the mistakes with whites. They either put something too warm in a place yes. that, or they put something in to, too cold. Yeah. If you go to Bunnings, they're going to tell you to do Lexicon half because that's yeah. the most popular white out there. Yeah. But it's got such a blue base to it that it doesn't always suit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It sometimes pays to ask someone. We discussed this in our last episode. Yeah. It's about creating connection. For to, the people looking For the people to look, like looking to buy and increase sales that way. Yeah. But in interior design and styling, we create the connection or you to feel comfortable within your own home. Yeah. Because often, especially when you've just bought it or you're wanting to refresh it, you feel sometimes like you're living in someone else's, yeah. you know, or, yeah. or you've, you know, you've bought a, lots of different furniture and none of it kind of goes together. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of want a cohesive inviting space to live yeah. in day to day. Yeah, exactly. And also like storage solution. If you've got, you're going to be recommending solutions for people who, depending on how they live in the property. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whether or not they need increased storage. Maybe they're, maybe it's a furniture item that also doubles up as yeah. storage. Or built-ins. Um, like yeah. I always recommend built-ins. Yeah. Do you find it's easier to give recommendations to people who have lived in the property for a number of years so they get really used to yes, the things they that they exactly, really hate yeah. about the property? They know exactly how they live yeah. in that in that space yeah. and what needs to change. Yeah. One of the things that I always ask when I do a consult yeah. is – 
what do you not like about this yeah. room? Yeah. Because that's a lot of people can tell me what they like and what yes. style they want. Yeah. But I need to know the things that you need to change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I know with my house, um, we bought that maybe six or seven years ago. I'm living in it like it will look when it's done. Yes. <laughs> it's got it's got amazing bones. It's a beautiful home. But we've lived in it long enough to know the things about it that we would like to change. Yeah. And I don't think I would have come to that conclusion if it wasn't. If you just moved straight Yeah, in exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So if someone comes to you after they've just moved into a home, would you suggest to them to maybe live in it, even for a period of like six months before yeah, you that's start? Always a good especially idea. If, if it's a walls knocking and, down And scenario. also, even if we just start doing some concept ideas, yes. that takes long enough. By the time yeah. I've kind of done that yeah. and I've kind of settled on an idea, yeah. I can add those other bits in later. Yeah, exactly. So, and I mean, I, I know for, for myself, I love lots of different styles. Yeah. So um, it's really hard for people to narrow down what they like. Yeah. And I know sometimes it's really easy to say, oh, well, I've got quite an eclectic yeah. um, thing. But sometimes that doesn't work for people. Do you um, do you get them to collect images of, of sort of I, houses that they like? I give people a maximum of five photos that they can send oh, me. They can either be from magazines – because it really makes them pare down and kind yeah. of they kind of get a good idea of what they want. Because yep, five's yep. enough for me to understand, so, yeah. and it's enough to like get their ideas down. Because yeah. otherwise, I get too many thrown at me, and I'm I'm confused myself. Yeah. I think if you give them free reign, it yeah. becomes too overwhelming for and everybody. I always love a good list of things that people don't like. Yeah, I think sometimes really that's, good at narrowing down yeah. what I can put in there. Because if yeah. I decide that I like something. And I put it in, but turns out they hate that. <laughs> then it's back to square one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I agree. I sometimes think that sometimes it's the list of what they don't like, which is probably sometimes more beneficial. It's, it's my number one yeah. thing I love. And I think probably it's like people don't expect that. Yeah. They've probably got all these images like, of things. Like, like they've got their little what scrapbook or their yeah. printer rest file, printer yeah. rest file of all the things that they like, but they haven't actually considered yeah. what they don't like. I had a client once. And you can share your Pinterest boards. Yes. And they shared, they added me to like five of them. Yeah. <laughs> it can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming for yeah. everybody involved in this yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. We're stylish on social media too. Penny and Silk. Follow us to see what's next. Do you think sometimes a, um, a good place to start is looking at the basic architecture of your home and, st- and using that as a, yeah. as a guide? Like, I always ha- think yeah. that you need to take into consideration how your house looks and feels. Yes. It doesn't make sense if you're in the middle of a suburb mm. to be doing a beach theme when you're nowhere near the water. Yeah. Like, yeah, it might be nice and we can do accents of it, yep. but I'm not going to put any coral anywhere because it just no. doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same with um, Hampton. People love Hamptons. Yeah. But there's not many houses. That well, are. certainly in our area. If yeah. you're in, I know Caves in, Beach was good. It's yes. good for that. Yeah, yeah. But Caves Beach is a is a suburb of. It's in Lake Macquarie, down on the southern end of Lake Macquarie. It's a yeah. beachside suburb, and they've got a new development there, and, and lots of the houses are but, Hampton style new properties. Yeah, beachside houses, Beaches. basically. But even beachside sub houses don't necessarily lend no. themselves to Hamptons yeah. traditional Hampton style. In Newcastle, we have so many miners' cottages, and people yeah. want to do whatever they can to that. 
that. But yeah. also the ceilings in them are a beautiful heights, even though the flooring may have been cheap at the time, but now we cherish that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So like, I'm not going to, there's things that you can save money on. We can refinish those floors and I'm going to save you money and they're going to look great. We yeah. don't need to put down new ones. No, absolutely we're gonna, not. We're going to add to the house, not strip it, strip you know? It. Yeah. yeah. Like our style, but wanting to stay, we also do bespoke interior design to make you love your home more peonyandsilk.com.au I find it really quite devastating especially with her at older homes with those beautiful features when they strip them bare because you can still modernise a house like that that's what we've got in our house we've got the the four bedrooms and one of the living spaces are all still got the heritage ceilings it was in the same family since it was built it was really like your mailbox the exact (laughs) replica of the house that the previous owner built from his own hands that will be going soon but it's (laughs) It's it's my favourite bit but it's really important for me to respect that home but when we do the bit at the back that was an extension that was done in the 70s so we're going to go free right now even if you do a modern take in that bit but your furniture kind of matches it's fine yeah but i mean those often when you're doing some interior design work do you change your recommendations especially for fixtures and fittings depending on if they're intending to sell the property quickly again going back to our bathroom my parents aren't moving out of that house Therefore, I went over budget for the tapware. But that's fine because they're going to be in it and they're going to love it every day. But if you're thinking that you're going to sell it in a year or two or even like five years down the line. It's really important not to overcapitalise. No. And the number one thing I find people doing is overcapitalising on as you said, like the taps, but also light switches. You don't yeah. need to spend money no. to make them look good. Yeah. You can definitely save a lot of money. Bunnings have got great things, great tapware, great yeah. kitchens. So you don't have to outlay a whole lot of money to make it livable for you at that time no, and exactly. also increase your profits at the end. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So I think advice that you're giving someone who's flipping to someone who's going to be staying in the yeah. property for definitely 10, changes. 15 years, it's different, yeah. isn't it? No houses are alike. None of my clients have been the same. Yeah. Like they've all been very different situations. Yeah. And I think another thing that people are confused about is exactly what kind of advice you can get from an interior designer. They think that it's a really expensive process. No, but we but have so many. Could yeah, go. We yeah, have that's different right. options. So my number one thing that we kind of do is called a theme and scheme where I just give you the ideas yeah. and sort of where you can buy furniture from yeah. and you can go off and do it yourself. Is that when you would give them a mood board? This and is what we're going with. And sort of just yeah. like a, hey, here's some furniture items that I've seen at retail places that you can go out and buy yourself that I think would be good. And then they can either decide to go with what I think or they can do their own version of it. At least they've got that kind of foundations of what needs to be done and then they can add to it. And then there's other like situations where I'm doing the whole hand-holding and managing trades and picking the paint colours like from the floor to ceiling. And buying the furniture. Buying the furniture. Which is often, people often forget that if you buy furniture through an interior designer, you often get really good discounts because we've got access to To trade accounts and wholesalers. That's right. We go to design trade shows and see what's new and what we think will work. And, and you know, I've seen... God, I spent six hours at a trade show the other day. I know what, what's what. Yeah. You need some good walking shoes when you oh, go to those trade shows, me. don't you? It's not a one-size-fits-all. No, and there's definitely different price options for everybody and yeah. different expect- yeah, everybody's absolutely. expectations. Yeah, But those sort of theme and scheme things is really accessible for most people, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's definitely like the number one thing that we yeah. kind of do. What's your favourite thing? I love buying things for people. 
I love yeah. spending other people's money. Yeah. If they want yeah. me to come in and buy their <laughs> furniture, I will do it in a heartbeat. It's awesome, yeah. isn't it? It's definitely, yeah. I definitely found my industry, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I love spending money, especially when it's not my own. Yeah, and it's awesome being able to say, this is what this will cost to retail, but I can get yeah, this I for can you, get it for, for this. Like 40% off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a little um, secret. All in all, my job is just confirming and kind of being a handholder. It's yeah. very much an emotional thing in every point of what we do from creating emotional connections to creating a good relationship between the designer and the clients. It's a very, again, a very logistical thing. Yep. It's all behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. Majority of my day spent doing paperwork. You know, there is a price behind interior design, yep. but it's because we know what we're doing and yep. we suggest different things. It's about layering, basically. We forget about that. Like wall treatments. Yeah. And people sometimes need to be pushed outside of their comfort yes. zone. Yeah. So it's that really uh, just knowing how far you can push someone. And you know, if someone else is doing it, a lot of the time the responsibility doesn't land on the clients themselves. So they're more willing to do things yeah. when someone else is telling them to because they're, they're not going to get in trouble by yeah, their spouse. Exactly. But, <laughs> she told me to know, do she it. She told us to do it. And it's fine. I will take the blame if you yeah. don't like it in the end. As long as we've tried something new and, it, and yeah. the majority of the time it works. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Grace, for joining us today. You're very um, welcome. We'll see you soon. Stay stylish. Bye. We love your style. Thanks for listening. Got any stylish questions for us or want to showcase your own style? peonyandsilk.com.au.